This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv and in streaming audio at amiplus.ca. Let's officially get into the holiday spirit. I have been fighting it for the better part of eight weeks. You've heard and witnessed that on the airwaves. But now, let's embrace it. I've got all kinds of holiday questions to pepper folks with. Let's start with Marco Pasqua. Marco is the co-founder of Meaningful Access Consulting. Hey, good morning, Marco. Good morning, Dave. Marco, let's start with something very sincere. It's been super cool watching you become a new parent over the last few years. You've been talking about it a little bit on the air. What's it like experiencing the holidays through your daughter? Well, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, uh, being prepared for the holidays. Uh, admittedly, we just got our holiday decorations up yesterday. As you know, I was out of the country for the past two weeks. Uh, so we really tried to stretch this one out where we didn't get the decorations up. But we officially have the Christmas tree up uh, as of uh, yesterday. Uh, and just watching Stella get involved with the decorations and get so excited to put certain things up on the tree. We have a tradition that whenever we travel or go on vacations, we get a, a special Christmas bauble um, from whatever location that we're in. So we have some from New York, Aruba, uh, Curacao, some of the other Caribbean islands. And it's a great way for us to review and talk as a family about the memories that we've created throughout the year um, by looking at those ornaments as we put them up on the tree. And so just to see her at two and a half, almost three, um, get so excited and jumping up and down while we're playing Christmas music in the background, as cheesy and as hallmark as it might sound. Um, it's so cool to get that vigor and get that joy again. It reminds me of my childhood, for sure. It's it's a renewed spirit. We went through that with my niece uh, big time over the last couple of years, and it's really, it's really quite an amazing thing. Marco, you mentioned that it was a bit of a procrastination getting the decorations up. What about when it comes <laughs> to shopping for the holidays? Are you, uh, are you uh, the, the standard average stereotypical male who does his shopping at a gas station on the 24th? Well, I mean, does clicking a few buttons on Amazon and other websites count? I mean, <laughs> that's, I, I don't that's what know. I did. Yes, that's what I did yesterday. Right, right. And with one day delivery, it's great. Uh, but no, honestly, um, I like to create memories throughout the year. So really, it's all about for me about experiential things. Uh, when I was growing up, my parents did this thing where it was really cool. One core gift would already be unwrapped and kind of unveiled as we would come out on Christmas morning as like a huge kind of jaw dropper or surprise. And so these are the kind of practical things we want to do with our daughter. We want to um, have her have toys that are made of wood and things like this. So some of those types of things may take a bit more planning planning to, to prepare or to buy in advance or to create and that kind of thing. And that's totally fine. And I do think that you should have some thought behind the things you're doing, regardless of how long you need to procrastinate, is to make sure that those gifts, regardless of who they're for, are really tailored to that individual. And it doesn't just feel like you called it in. Some people love the gift cards. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day that just said, no, 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 give me all the gift cards so that I can buy things for myself. But I like to put a little bit more of that personal touch. And sometimes that will impact how much I 
procrastinate or not if that's an answer forget it forget a gift card just slip slip some cash in somebody's hand and be like here you go here's here a little go. cash enjoy uh, although it's no, tough times dave we know we all need it yeah. yeah although although no one knows what to do with cash anymore and some places aren't taking it but that's a different conversation for a different segment totally. uh marco you mentioned some of the gifts uh, in your family tradition are already unwrapped on christmas morning how are you at wrapping presents and i'll confess here i'm real bad i'm, I'm like a toddler uh, yeah, so I'm the I'm the wrapped uh, by no donation kind of guy. I'll go to all of the shopping centers and say, "What can I give you by donation so that you wrap the gifts for me?" Being a guy with CP and having my right hand and arm impacted by the dexterity of having CP, it means that if you get a wrapping from me, it looks like a rock that has sunk to the bottom of the ocean, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing if you're into unique designs. But if you <laughs> want something that looks tailored and very nice and sort of picturesque for a magazine, then I have to fully admit I am going to those customer service desks at the shopping centers and saying, what can I donate so that you wrap it up and make it look so pretty for me? What about yourself? Are you, you're just as bad as that? I am, I am <laughs> probably, I'm probably, and I, I can't blame, I can't blame CP. I can't blame my legal blindness disability. That's why I'm a bad rapper. I'm just, I'm just not good at arts and crafts. I almost failed kindergarten arts because of uh, my level oh, of my artistic fortitude. So not really, not really my game. I love what you mentioned there though, about rapping by donation. I know in pre-pandemic times, the CNIB would be out at malls all across the country raising money sure. and taking donations for the sake of wrapping gifts. I don't know where that stands in the uh, sort of uh, post-pandemic times, but yeah, I know, I know a lot of charities across the country get involved in that, which is a really, really, really great idea. And frankly, uh, there are a lot of these online services that will actually give you the opportunity to have the gift wrapped for you even when you buy yes. it, which is super cool as well. You can never necessarily vet the kind of paper and things that they're going to use in that regard, but I agree with you. If you can support a local charity or something that is close to your heart, absolutely support those organizations. You're killing two birds with one stone uh, by being able to support an organization that you love and also get a wrapping that isn't going to horrify people when they see their <laughs> You know, Mark, Marco, that was us sort of applying a little bit of a disability lens to the notion of wrapping around the holidays. Yes. If you put on your consulting hat, what are, what are some other suggestions you might have in terms of making a Christmas and the holidays? is a little bit more inclusive and accessible. Oh my goodness, pre-planning where your venue is going to be and understanding who are the people you're expecting to be at the venue. Um, there's nothing worse than just saying, oh, you know, I called ahead and they made sure that there was uh, no stairs and then you get there and there are stairs to get up to a special area where you're doing karaoke or things like this. And then as a segue there, making sure that the activities that you're doing are actually accessible and inclusive to everybody that's being involved. Like, listen, I'm not expecting everybody to have the singing chops of Mariah Carey's all I want for Christmas. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, making sure that the activity makes somebody truly feel included and welcome in the event, dependent on any kind of disability or, or challenges that they may have is so important because the last thing that you want to do is feel shuttered out of the activities that your friends and family members are doing simply because of a lack of thought went into the preparation of those events. So really pre-planning, uh, you know, making your phone calls ahead to any venues that you might be going to, uh, checking for things like sound sensitivities, oh. food allergies. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you have a story there with the, with the sound sensitivities. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of loud, crowded rooms, and I can't tell you how many times I've been to a Christmas party where I'm like, did we really think we could get 75 people in here and still blast the music right. as loud as it's being blasted and expect anybody to actually have a good time? I, 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 think, yeah. that, I think that sound sensitivity is probably a broader, like, cultural conversation about this, this need and desire for places to be overly loud, but I think if you are organizing a party, you should be, like, double and triple conscious of of how much control are we going to have to make it so people could actually have a nice conversation in this room? Oh, let me tell you, uh, and I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, but the cruise I just went on, my, my wife and I loved being able to see the band that was live on the cruise ship, but literally the decibels of sound were so loud that I couldn't even talk to her almost between sets because people had already adjusted their voices to talking so loud because the speakers were cranked up to, you know, 11, right? And yeah. so I just, it's it was insane. And to think about that, especially when my wife has central audio processing disorder. So when she's in a loud and busy environment, it presents like a hearing challenge where if I'm talking to her directly, she can't understand a word that I'm saying. So being conscientious of those things and how it may impact people based on the environment, I think is so important. I've got one more, and this is from the very personal file in regards to cards. If you know someone in your life is legally blind, please write in big block letters on the card so it's actually legible. <laughs> or if the person in your life uses Braille, see if you can get some Braille printing on, on the package yes. or present for them. Just be cognizant of how someone actually reads and consumes like that. It, it might just I make their that. Christmas morning uh, a, a little bit easier. Uh, and that's even a direct shout it. out to my family who like have known me for 40 years now <laughs> and still can't quite get that one right. <laughs> and you love them so much, Dave. I love, okay. I love my family dearly and I cannot wait to spend six days uh, with my parents uh, in a couple of days here. Uh, Marco, let's uh, be real quick here on the food front. Holiday grub sure. of choice, whether it's something from the table or something sweet. Uh, mashed potatoes everywhere. You know, oh. like, honestly, people say that it's all about Thanksgiving for mashed potatoes. For me, mashed potatoes with buttery butter. The more butter, the better. I don't know if I'm going to give myself a tongue twister early in the morning here, but <laughs> I absolutely love creamy mashed potatoes, and so that's it. And as far as sweets, anything that my mom is baking. Like, my mom makes the greatest pies ever. My favorite is banana cream pie, but she also does a killer apple pie. So those are my two um, on the savory and sweet. What about yourself? I got a big shout-out here for uh, shortbread cookies. Love me some shortbread yes. cookies. Uh, community reporter Dorothy McNaughton in Sault Ste. Marie sent uh, the gang some cookies and Christmas sweets last year, and I didn't realize there was shortbread at the bottom of the bucket, Ooh. and I still live in regret for not uh, shoving a bunch of those in my face because shortbread oh cookies are, are one of my absolute faves. Okay, Marco, you made a couple allusions to this. You did something really, really smart. A pre-holiday getaway with the family. What did you do? How was it? It was amazing. I was away from about November 30th uh, until about two days ago, uh, and we went to the Caribbean and the Bahamas uh, by, by cruise. Now, you've heard me talking about cruising and accessibility travel um, in the past, Dave, and I got to say, accessible cruising is probably the way to go for at least me. Um, getting an accessible cabin on the cruise ship is ideal. Being able to have a balcony where you can overlook the ocean, really kind of clear your mind. It was incredible. Taking my daughter for the first time on a cruise was awesome again to see 
through her eyes the the marvel that she was experiencing going on the water slides that are available on the cruise ship we had a great time we went to aruba curacao um uh some of the um islands in the bahamas um and i feel super well rested and then i get to come way away from that into the chaos that is christmas in canada and i actually love it i was missing the cooler temperatures we had a bit of a dip in temperature in the bahamas when we had a tropical storm and that's one of the things you got to be aware of when you go to the uh, hotter climates at this time of year you are going to experience some of the negative sides of weather not just the positive side so that's why you're not seeing me with such a golden glow at the moment um but i had an amazing amazing time and i would highly recommend it to anybody because they deck out those ships with all of the holiday decorations you can imagine and not just christmas might i add um hanukkah as well as well as all the other holiday traditions were well in display across the ship so they were being super inclusive of anybody and anything that they may be celebrating these holidays and just to be able to take some of those picturesque moments of a christmas tree i'm, I'm telling you man a christmas tree in aruba is one of the weirdest <laughs> things you could ever imagine because they don't grow evergreens so why are they obsessing over north america trees i just don't get it it must be hallmark it must be commercialization but either way uh seeing that and palm palm trees with red skirts is also an image to see so uh or to at least feel and touch and experience i gotta tell you <laughs> the tentacles of christmas are roam far hey marco glad you got home safe back to british columbia glad you and the family had a great time merry christmas to you and the wife and yeah, the daughter talk to you in 2024 I'm so looking forward to it, man. I think 2024 is going to be a great year, and it's always a pleasure talking to you and the team at AMI. Love, so thanks so much. Love, love, love the optimism with Marco Pasqua. That's Marco Pasqua, the co-founder of Meaningful Access Consulting. Marco's out there on the West Coast, while Elizabeth Moeller's weather report is looking at the East Coast. Elizabeth, it's making its way up the Atlantic, and folks are bracing for a storm. Yes, they are. A big storm is coming to the East Coast, and unfortunately, it's going to cause some problems with power and travel. This storm is going to be similar to the one that we had a little while ago in Atlantic Canada. Normally in the East Coast, this time of the year, Dave, we're getting ready for snow this time of year, but... Nope, this storm is going to bring a lot of rain and wind instead. Some places in the Maritimes and Newfoundland could get a lot of rain, up to 100 millimeters or more, and some strong winds, possibly up to 100 kilometers per hour. That's pretty strong. So charge those devices up because power outages might happen. You want to be prepared. There could also be some flooding because of the heavy rain and wind. We don't want Santa, though, to blow away just yet or to take flight just yet. So if you have an inflatable Santa or an inflatable anything, please secure it and make sure that it's safe. That storm is going to last until Tuesday evening. And a strong high-pressure system is going to bring moisture from as far south as the Dominican Republic, which will create a long stretch of rain in the Maritimes. So again, keep those inflatable Santas on the ground. They shouldn't be taking flight until the 24th. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yeah, definitely I keep those skies clear for uh, Santa if you can. Hey, Elizabeth, uh, thank you for this. Have a gr Well, I'll talk to you a little bit later in the show. Absolutely. That's Elizabeth Moeller at the Weather Desk. Coming up next, the Norwegian film Christmas As Usual has claimed a spot in Netflix's top 10 global movies of the week. Amy Amanti has a review. I don't know how you say review in Norwegian. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv.
Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.